Hello and welcome back to Feast of Film. My name is Cole and I am the Alfred of this podcast, serving you all to the fullest with my every being until your dying days. But with me today, we have a whole crew with us, the whole Bat family. To my right in front of me, because I'm going in a weird direction. (laughs) We have the Richard Grayson of the podcast, but his friends just call him Dick. It is Chandler. <laughs> Ooh. Hi. <laughs> he says, yes, kids can be cruel. And he is like a second cousin to the Joker because he's not as funny, but he's still pretty punny. It is Joshua. Oh, it's me. <laughs> nice. And finally, because I didn't think of anything else, he's like the Harvey Dent of this podcast because... He, well, he, he's, he's calling not, you a two-faced. He's not two-faced yeah. at all, actually. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> No, it's the man behind the cowl himself, oh. the one who has all the knowledge. It is Randy. Oh, hi. I like I, I like the hard shift from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harvey Dent. Two-faced. No. I mean, two-faced. I mean, Batman. 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 <laughs> Maybe in my dreams. Maybe my other personality, yeah. but... In reality, we're just all for the Robins. Ooh, we should just start talking like Batman through the entire thing. Please do not. I mean, we're just a couple of bats in this belt. I'm going to give, yeah. give it a five. <laughs> okay, so we already know who the Christian Bale Batman is. Chandler? What? Ooh, which, that which, was a good oh, Batman impression okay. right there. Adam West Batman's taken. <laughs> Chandler, Randy, this is both of your movie of 2022 that you would like to share with all of you listening. Oh. Yes. So if you guys didn't get to listen to Cyrano, go, what are you doing? Go back and listen to that, you jerks. Jeez, come on. We need the listeners, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on. Pick it up. All right. Anyway, if you did, thank you. And, just push play. Uh, yeah, just keep, keep going forward. But today we are looking at the 2022 movie, The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves and Chandler and Randy. Like I just said, it's your favorite movies. So before we jump into spoilers, we're going to give about 10 minutes to non-spoiler I'm just going to ask you guys a couple questions about what you enjoyed about the movie. Remember, just don't share any big details. If you do, I'll have to bleep it. So uh, please do not do more work for me. Okay. So Chandler, <laughs> let me ask you first, and I'll ask you the same question, Randy. Okay. Yeah. What drew you into this movie coming into 2022? It's a Batman. <laughs> fair enough, Randy. That's pretty fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that's that's the definitive answer for for this movie. Just I'm Batman. Like it's uh it, it's extremely attention and grabbing to me whenever there's a Batman movie out, and there hasn't been a Batman movie out in several years. I think the last actual live screen one was uh, was Christian Bale's, oh, yeah. um, and I don't think uh, I didn't see any of the Christian Bale. Uh, Batman's in theater, and I still don't think that I finished uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, wait, wow. wait, wait. Wasn't there a, a Ben Affleck one? Oh, yeah. There sorry. was, but, but it's I mean, like that's part of the extended Batman universe. Movie. Yeah. He never had his own movie. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. Like, he never, yeah, he didn't really have his own movie. And Batman movies play by different rules than like Justice League movies. Um, yeah. And yeah. also, too, I feel like the Justice League movies are trying their hardest to kind of, kind of copy what Marvel yeah. does. Uh, as far as their layout, it's very jokey. It's very jovial. Um, it's it's just kind of a funny, lighthearted movie. Um, but no, like yeah, uh, Justice. I feel like Justice League movies. Uh, they try to copy some of the hilarity that Marvel movies have. Yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole thing with. Um, the whole thing with Steppenwolf being kind of a throwaway villain, like instead of instead of something like you know like a Thanos. From yeah. Um, and also like the jokes like. Uh, 
uh, Aquaman sitting on Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. You know, that's yeah. that doesn't exist in an actual Batman movie. Like Batman, Batman movies are typically serious mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. in, and intriguing and engaging. They have a storyline built. So um, that's what that's what drew me to it is because that's the kind of the standard of what what we expect, what the viewers expect at a Batman movie. And I was like, oh yes, like this okay. is, is going to be really good. Awesome. So Chandler, Randy, uh, for my next question for you guys in the spoiler free segment brought to you by FISA film, go listen to more of our podcasts. I want to ask you, what were your expectations going in? You were drawn into it for being a Batman movie. You watched the trailers. Probably you saw some a little bit. Did you think it was going to be good? Did you think it was going to live up to the Batmans of old or, or were you expecting more than it gave you? To be honest, when I first came into it, I thought I really didn't know because I honestly wasn't expecting much. What what made I you not expect much? Because I thought it was just kind of random. I thought it was coming off the DCEU and I didn't really know how everything was coming together. And since it was non-canon, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what they right. were doing. And I had just watched like a bunch of other movies before then. I watched No Way Home and like I honestly was expecting... I didn't think anything would be much better that year. Mm. And honestly, like I really just thought it would be like, it could be good, but I didn't think it would be as yeah. good as I thought it was. Let no, let the record show that no way home did come out in December of 2021, but the Cyrano rule states that it could have been made a 2022 movie. But we did not. I love that. The Cyrano rule. Well, we had to make something up. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Chandler. Anything else you want to say on that? No. All right. Randy. Um, what were my expectations? So the, the biggest steps, uh, expectation that uh, I think I had to overcome, um, I did have a lot of expectations for this movie, but I wasn't really sure where they were going to go because I feel, I felt like there were a lot of variables with this movie. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect from Rob, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no hate, no hate towards Robert, but uh, I feel like he, like other like other actors, kind of like Keanu Reeves, he's a really good example. Keanu Reeves um, had a couple of hilarious movies, and it took a lot for him to break out into more serious roles. But there are still people that go and watch John Wick and immediately see Bill and Ted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Robert Pattinson is the same way. Like he he started out with just a no offense, but a horrible movie, yeah. horrible movie franchi- franchise. And uh, it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the Ooh, greatest. No could debate that. <laughs> no, we don't need to debate anything. <laughs> um, and he's had to put in a lot of work to be taken seriously as an actor. But everything that I've seen him in after Twilight, he's been amazing in. Yeah. So it wasn't really fair to him uh, to have kind of neg- negative expectations, but that was just my knee-jerk reaction. I didn't really know what to expect. I think we I think we see that with a lot of movies. I won't go too long in this, but you see, you think with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. First of all, I forgot this, about this movie and it would be on my list, but there's another movie that topped it. Weird Al, the movie, yeah. is one of the best movies I've seen okay. ever. Right. Like one of the best parody movies, one of the best quote unquote biographies. Uh-huh. And but it took a while for me to like we're a decade almost out from the last Harry Potter movie, I yeah. think, and maybe more. And so it took almost that long to not see him as Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for Rupert Grantz and um and uh the other guy who plays Draco Malfoy, like yeah. he played in a, he played in a Christian movie a couple of years ago, and I still like can't see him past that. So I had to overcome that expectation, or that was that was kind of something that I carried into the movie. Also, too, like just taking a bird's eye view of of Batman as a franchise, uh, there's there's kind of a pattern. I think uh, there's a pattern where the Batman movies start out really dark, mm-hmm. and then as they continue on, they get more into the whimsical and comical. 
um, not excluding Adam West, but uh, yeah, think about think about like Tim Burton and and Michael Keaton, uh, and then moving on mm. into George Clooney. Well, then there was almost like a just a complete scrapping of that, and then we started with Christian Bale and Batman Begins, uh, and then think about moving from that to Ben Affleck. You know, Ben Affleck. No, I, I haven't really seen all the stuff from from him just because he hasn't had a standalone movie, but the stuff that I said about Justice League stands. Like yeah. it's a l- it's more into the comical. It's more yeah. to sell toys. And so I didn't really know what, what to expect from this one. I didn't know if it was going to be on the comical side or it's going to be on the serious side. Gotcha. All right. Well, my last question for you guys, and we have about a couple minutes left before we jump into our synopsis and our spoilers for everything. So if you're listening here, you have a few more minutes before, and I'll let you know when spoilers will be, when, when we will be putting spoilers into the podcast and talking about the whole movie. Last question for you guys. After you came out of this movie, what made it the movie you would want to share with people from 2022? Chandler? Isn't that a bit spoiler? You don't just don't say anything about the movie itself. It was great. It was, it was probably the, one of the best superhero is probably the best superhero movie. I've why, seen. why would you say it was the one of the best superhero movies? Cause I think seen? it's a, it's blatantly in terms of Batman movies. One of the best is the dark Knight, And I feel like that this is basically a successor to the dark Knight. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. Randy? Uh, ask, me, ask me the question one more time. Yeah. So coming into or coming out of, coming the, out of the, the Batman theater. 2022, what made it the movie you want to share with people? Everything. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, everything about this movie. I, I don't really know if I have any serious qualms mm-hmm. about, about it at all. You know, just maybe some will arise in, in talking about it with you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll realize, oh yeah, like there was this one problem I had. But sitting right now at the beginning of this podcast, I can't think of any kind of issue that I had with it. I think that there were amazing character developments. Yeah. Um, I think that those character developments were in line with the different storylines. There were multiple different storylines that didn't get crossed or confused or overtook. They were all kind of equal. Um, the different, kind, the, like the cinema the cinematography and the shots um, that are used to kind of instill fear in, in the, the criminals as well as uh, the intensity of, of the emotion that is trying to be shown. Like you feel that. I don't know if that's just Matt Reeves as a director or it's just a really good movie altogether. But you know, when, when there's just, when you're just staring into the, into the dark, from the POV of the criminals, like you feel that anxiety, like, Mm -hmm. like rising up in you when you see, when you see Batman, like walk out of the dark. Um, I don't think that's spoiler. Like Batman's dark. Like, you know, that's not (laughs) like you feel like you feel what you feel the intensity of, of the person behind the mask. Like you see what, and, um, Oh gosh, like, yeah, all of that. And then also too, I think it's, it's pretty faithful to, the character profiles of these uh-huh. of, of everyone involved um the villains that are that are there like you they're the interpretation in this movie is different than obviously the comic books and stuff like mm-hmm. that but the overall goals um are are very similar uh alfred batman so on and so forth um and so it's it's not really it's not really like drawing crazy conclusions to fit the modern world like this is just another batman story mm-hmm. that's what it feels like it's a, it's a true batman story mm-hmm. okay well thank you guys both and we're gonna jump into our spoiler segment now so if you have not watched the batman go now watch this movie take three hours of your life you will not regret it according to these two and i yeah, i concur you won't. as well if you're a fan if you're a fan if yeah you're, if you're a fan i think it would be well we'll talk about that in a minute so hey let's jump into spoilers so again one last warning if you have not seen the batman from 2022 go watch it 
Otherwise, you'll be spoiled for whatever we say next in this podcast. You have been warned. Now, let's jump into the synopsis I wrote right before this podcast. (laughs) So, if I screw something up, just wait till I'm done before you interrupt me, because I'm pretty sure I screwed something up, but um, we'll we'll correct it as we go. Bruce Wayne is known as the billionaire orphan whose parents died in a tragic murder when he was only a child. But what most people don't know is that he prowls the streets of Gotham at night, taking on crime under the persona of the Batman, trying to change the city he grew up in for the last two years. One night on patrol, he is called in by by Lieutenant and close friend James Gordon, who shows him a new serial killer who has just murdered the mayor of Gotham. Killer leaves calling cards with riddles in them that Batman must solve. After killing the police commissioner and leaving Batman another calling card, the Batman is led to the Iceberg Lounge, a club owned by Oswald Cobblepot, also known as the Penguin. And he tries to get information on the mayor's death and pictures found of the mayor with a strange woman. During his meeting, another woman interrupts and Batman senses she knows where the woman is. And he tells her back to her apartment where she is housing the woman in the pictures named Annika. Batman learns that the woman hiding Annika is Selena Kyle, who also has her own persona, dressing like a cat, and breaks into the mayor's residence to steal back the passport for Annika so she can leave the country. When they return to the apartment, Annika has been taken. Selena and Batman team up as she goes into the secret club below the Iceberg Lounge called 44 Below, and she finds someone who knows about Annika. But we also find that the district attorney has been taken as well, and shows up at the mayor's funeral with a bomb strapped around his neck. Mm. Bruce Wayne, who has made an appearance at the funeral, goes to change into the Batman as they clear everyone out. And then the district attorney must answer a series of riddles which revolves around the bribe that he took and a rat that helped get Roman, Ramon? Ramon, right? Roman. Roman Falcone. No. Is it Roman? Salvatore. Salvatore. Salvatore Falcone. No, Salvatore Maroni. Salvatore Maroni. I'm so good. Which one? It's one of the two. Told you I'd make mistakes. Um, Out of a court case. The district attorney refuses to give up the rat and blows up. The, the, the district attorney refuses to give up the quote-unquote rat, and he blows up, knocking Batman unconscious. He wakes, a, wakes up in the police station, and after escaping with the aid of Gordon, goes to the Iceberg Lounge to confront the penguin as the rat that the Riddler was talking about. Batman chases down the penguin and realizes the true nature of the clue that the Riddler was giving the Batman, that the penguin was never the rat. This leads to Bruce being the next target of the Riddler, whose package gets intercepted by Alfred, who ends up hospitalized with serious injuries after the explosion. Selina goes after Falcone, and after finding Annika was killed, reveals that she also has deep ties with Falcone, as he is her father who left her when she was very young. Once Batman confronts Falcone and brings him out into the open, he is killed by the Riddler, who is then revealed to be Edward Nashton, who was inspired to kill the corrupt, just as Batman was doing to take down criminals. While visiting Nashton in the prison, he reveals that Batman has not figured out every clue and has one final riddle he must solve. Bombs have been placed all around Gotham, and just as Batman finds the plans, they explode and flood the city. Batman must save the city and the new mayor, who is a target of the Riddler's followers, in his private live streams that he was sending out to them. And they are now at the mayor's event and have begun a battle with the Batman. He saves the people from the flood and begins to try to restore hope to the city instead of striking fear into it. But Selina deems the city a lost cause and leaves as Batman goes toward the city as the bat signal shows more crime has occurred. Mm. And that is The Batman 2022. The Batman. So, yeah, you're right. Salvatore Moroni was the case in 
they were they were dealing with. And Falcone was hired by. I thought I put that in here, but I didn't. Um, that Falcone. So again, big spoiler here. Falcone was hired by Thomas Wayne to get rid of a not get rid of, but to stop scare, a journalist from bringing out accidentally. Yeah, from revealing that uh, Martha, his mom, had mental illness, or Bruce's mom, Thomas's wife. Okay, <laughs> that's yes. a lot. No, no, and you did a really good job. Like uh, I, I said a second ago, there's multiple storylines. Like there's there's the storyline of. Uh, um, of Selena Kyle, and then you've got Batman, and then you've got Alfred, and you've got Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. and you've got the Riddler. You've also got like this mysterious question: Who is the Rat? Um, and and the Penguin and drug deals. So like you've got it, it was a hard task to try to summarize a movie with six or seven different story yeah. plots. And I I will start here with the story itself. This and this one thing I like about this movie is that it does a good job of setting up these storylines, yeah. but not like you said before, doesn't cross them in with each other. No. And I haven't watched the Dark Knight trilogy in a while, but it does seem to me like they keep they they keep intertwining storylines between the Joker and Harvey Dent, between Ra's al Ghul, and, and then the Scarecrow's just there, and, yeah. and then you have Bane, and you have um, Talia al Ghul, and all yeah. these other characters in there who get kind of twisted together. Yeah, and I think... Chandler, you can you can tell me if I'm if I'm right in this too. I think that is uh, that just goes to cre- uh, that is a credit to the director style. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me remind me the director of the Dark Knight, Matt Reeves. No no no. Chris, oh, the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan. Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Yeah okay yeah Christopher Nolan style um, of movie, uh, or at least from the Batman's what I've noticed is exposition exposition exposition. It's two hours of exposition, and then you've got the last thirty minutes. Like that's when the story all comes ahead. So like yeah. you've spent you spend the entire first part or maybe two thirds of the movie for Christopher Nolan learning about everything. And then you see it take place for this movie. And maybe with Matt Reeves as to, uh, like as a director, like you have everything progress, like progressing and you learn about things as the characters learn about yeah. it. So it actually feels like a story versus like versus a thesis. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we start this with um, it's a younger Batman. It's, it's not a well-aged. Not, another great thing about this movie. I'm sorry. It's your movie Chandler. So speak up whenever you want to say anything. It's your movie too, Randy. What, what, what do, let me ask you this Chandler. What do you think about this Batman? Like you, you see him growing into the cow that he is putting on and he is adapting to um, things he's clearly not the greatest detective ever at this point so what do you think about that growth that we see from this character i think it's really nice to see because most of the time most batman stories he's often like even in the like ba- like i mean for one like batman year one like he's it shows him as kind of very well experienced from the get go anyways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this one kind of like really tries to make him more real and grounded like we even see in the dark Knight that christian bale doesn't struggle very much at the beginning but we see this one struggle we see him struggle to figure these things out we see him struggle to figure out the riddle about the rat yeah um, Uh it was like it like he he requires more help from alfred and gordon and selena like he like he's not just he's not able to put it together as quickly as like a more experienced like Batman we would see in the comics or something mm-hmm. I would say. And I, I really like that they're trying to show him as a realistic grounded Batman. He's not like, he's not something I would point out is that like this movie is, is based on one of my favorite Batman comics and that's Batman earth one. And that one's a more grounded Batman who really struggles to kind of do all the stuff because he's not like the comics where they kind of, 
the comics try to keep Batman grounded, but like they, they often dwell into him being a little superhuman at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I really feel like that this movie's trying to really do what Christopher Nolan achieved back then. And that was make him more human. And then they basically did that like times 10. Yeah, exactly. I think they really improved upon that. No. Yeah. I think, I think you're exactly right. Um, that's uh, and that that was one of the things that I think a lot of people liked about the Christopher Nolan Batman um, with Christian Bale. Like they loved how how practical things were. Um, the Joker wasn't just this secret maniac. Um, he uh, who fell into a vat of acid. Like he was he was an ex uh, a special ops military guy who went crazy. Um, Harvey Dent wasn't a wasn't a guy who again fell into a vat of acid or wasn't caught in, ex- in an explosion. Like he was a he was a um, you see him as an accomplished. DA and Batman wasn't a uh, Batman verse also too like Batman and Bruce Wayne um, uh, an important thing to distinguish there's there's such a thing as if you look at Batman movies there's a, there's good Batman and then there's good Bruce Wayne's yep um, and that's that's kind of that's something that doesn't really exist in well it doesn't exist in this movie because just like you said like they're really they're really just trying to figure out and flesh out or Batman's trying to figure out and flesh out who he is as, as a crime fighter, as a detective. Um, and in Christian Bale, like it's Alfred just has a a side note. It was like, Hey, um, you should have a party life like so you can have an excuse. And then he just does it versus this one here. You actually, again, you see part of the narrative narrative. You see part of the story. And um, again, doing, I'm, I'm not trying to do like a comparison between the two, but just this keeps happening up. Um, the the groundedness the the reality of it um when uh, you have christian bale just decide oh look there's this old decommissioned army tank that my company made years ago and forgot about there's the batmobile versus in this one you actually see shots of him with with ratchets and and wrenches and building his own batmobile yeah and it's just a souped up charger basically exactly yeah yeah that was Coming into this movie the first time when I watched in 2022, my biggest qualm was I was comparing it to The Dark Knight. Right. And I was able, I was able to separate it from The Dark Knight, just seeing it as its own The Batman movie. And it was allowed me to appreciate it a lot more. And it also allowed me to appreciate his Bruce Wayne more because he is a recluse. Yep. He's yep. not a billionaire playboy. So he's, no. he's not learned how to do that yet. Exactly. I would, but go ahead. I would like the a big point of this movie is that they're trying to like it's kind of like the beginning of the whole Bruce Wayne persona mm-hmm. cuz like as Riddler says we can do spoilers right yeah now. spoilers <laughs> for, yeah, everything like now on is on like the table. they're Riddler, duly warned as yeah. Riddler says at the end of the movie in Arkham is like i see the real you he's like that's him yeah. but he like but he's going to create a more but he sees that Gotham needs they they need Batman in a different way but yeah. they also need probably Bruce Wayne and like we see in the comics, Bruce Wayne often he pretends to be a playboy, mostly as a cover, but he he does a lot of charitable work. He does a lot of like helpful things. Like we don't see like we often see some people say that he doesn't do anything as Bruce Wayne, but like people who read the comics, like I would say like he does a lot of stuff as Bruce Wayne. He oh, does yeah. he does many things and he does show that he cares about people as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He thinks Bruce Wayne he, he doesn't that's not him yeah. so he doesn't want to be a fake him yeah and he doesn't see a reason to he thinks that his solution to his problem is to well 
insanely dress up as a bat and beat a bunch of people up at night and he doesn't really think much beyond that but as we see in the movie he actually is slowly realizing that there's more to it than that he can't fix gotham's problems it's deeper than what it is and it has similar themes to the dark knight like you think about the end of the dark knight where he's like you know use me as the villain yeah so i can so they can have a hero to look at but even that in itself is this fantasy that that um, Batman is trying to put on people's like, no, 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 treat Harvey Dent as a hero. Harvey Dent was a villain. He turned into a villain because of crazy circumstances. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't play around and say, yes, he's the hero. But because the Batman thinks that's what they need, that's what he pushes on them. This Batman thinks he needs to strike fear into the city, thinks he has to save the city by causing all the criminals to fear. And we see by the end of this movie, he's starting to learn, like you said, Chandler, no, I need to give the city hope because by striking fear into the city, I created villains like the Riddler. Like, right. we that now that you mentioned two face and like how like like you know in the dark night and in the long halloween they like they always have this they they want harvey and batman wants harvey gordon they all want him to be the true hero they don't Mm -hmm. because batman doesn't feel he can really do it Mm -hmm. he needs a nicer face and like they like say at the beginning of the comic in the movie like i believe in harvey dent i believe in gotham and this movie we actually see them say i believe in gotham but they don't of course they don't say anything else and I would think that like that fits perfectly with this movie because it's like Bruce is realizing that like he has to step up to be a bigger hero. He has to step up to do more for Gotham like because he can't simply just he can't push it off on others. He can't like expect like Gordon or the mayor or anyone to fix things and like like he has to do more as Batman. He can't just punch criminals and expect that to like solve all of its problems. So what about this movie between you two? Um, Like what was your not favorite moment, but like favorite things about the movie? Like what, you know, you channel, you said it was great. What drew you in that made this such a good movie? Spoiler again, all spoilers on the table. You mean like the moment that it did moments that it did, the themes that you found in it, the the acting, but like I, I, for some reason, the beginning with Alma Ria was really like I like that was very intriguing because I didn't expect that in uh-huh. a Batman movie. Did did you see like first time watching it? Maybe this last time, like, like how it was played throughout. Like it was almost the Riddler's theme. Yeah, kind of. Did you see that yeah. as well? Like, was that something that really, or just the first? Part? I know it has like I know Alma Ria has like a big meaning and like when mm-hmm. they put it in certain things. I've seen other um, works with it, but like I'm not really sure of the meaning, so I can't really discuss that. But I mean, I it's it's definitely a big theme of the movie, and I'm sure it has something to do with Riddler, I believe, and I think Batman as well. But like I would say that like that scene, and then when it transitions into like this more darker scene with the Riddler stalking the mayor and then killing him, it was yeah. like that's what drew me in like the first place because it's like I realized that this was taken seriously and that they were going to make this very like dark and grounded. Because yeah. like now I think about it, I don't think the Dark Knight like we see well we see I mean we see people die, but we do, yeah. like usually it's very quick. It's usually with a gun. It's like we never, off screen. we never, yeah, we never really see it, but like we saw the Riddler beat a man to death. And like, that was like when I really realized that like this was trying to go in a more different direction yep. than most other Batman movies. I, w- I will say I would not mind seeing like an unrated version of this movie. So this has nothing, well, this has something to do with this topic, but it's a different movie. Went and saw Megan, the new horror movie with like the, the doll this weekend. Um, this like animatronic doll. It was a good movie. But it was PG-13, so like there was no good on-screen kills. There was a, not a lot of deep 
gory, violent stuff like that that makes a horror movie like that good. So it really took away from it. This movie, PG-13 rating was good for it because obviously you want kids who are around that age to be able to see it and watch it and still be scared a little bit, but but be able to like take stuff away from it. But I would not mind seeing like an unrated version of this movie where you see him like bashing uh, the Riddler bashing in the head of the mayor or something like that. You see more of these gory, the, the man's face getting eat off by the rats and stuff that that like would be a very interesting take on how grimy and gory, like the tone of this movie I was telling Joshua, a ton of this movie is just dark and grimy. It almost makes you, for the most, of the most part of the movie, makes you kind of feel like you need to wash your hands afterward because you're like, oh, like I feel like I've been in this city and I've been yeah. where all this the crime is. Like it, it makes you feel a little dirty. So anything else besides like Amaria or is that like so from the very beginning of the movie, you were hooked onto it. Yes, I would. Um, you said some other scenes. Well, you can say whatever. It doesn't have to be scenes. It can be the tone, the characters, the acting. Well, I mean. Well, I think that's. Well, I think I can discuss that after uh, uh, later. Okay, Randy. Uh, scenes that drew me in. Scenes, tone, characters. What like what made you like when you were watching this movie? What was the part where you're like, "Yep, this is my favorite movie of the year." Okay. Um, well, first off, uh, just the fact that it's a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, if 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 you see me in the wild, um, you're you're probably not going to see me. You know, with an anime T-shirt. Uh, you're not going to see me with um, with strange uh like keychains or really anything noticeable but uh in secret i am a huge batman fan Mm -hmm. i love batman he's my favorite superhero i wrote a paper about him in uh in seminary um (laughs) and uh so anytime just like i said earlier anytime that batman is going to be yeah batman is is in the theaters it's going to be something that's really interesting to me the the trailers the trailer a trailer was one of the the things that originally got me hooked because um, one of the one of the good ways I think that you can judge a Batman movie before you actually see it is the suit uh, what is going on in the bat suit like what's going on with the utility belt like mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of movements and action are there and I think the uh, if I remember right the first trailer that you have is just him emerging from the dark and he says I'm vengeance but before he does that he just puts the smack down on this on this one thug. Um, and, uh, it was, it was very singular motion too, like with, uh, with other actors and with other Batman movies and with just movies in general, you know, you have, uh, a lot of like the fast camera action yeah. and moving around to kind of display like the, the fast movements of someone. Um, I know they did that really bad with, uh, or Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan did that really bad with, uh, his, his takes. Um, you would just have a normal fight scene, but it would be from six different angles happening all at once. And mm-hmm. so it would give the appearance of looking like it was, it was supernatural, like yeah. moving in and around. Um, but it was really just like a, a fight scene. The trailer for this didn't do that. It was literally just Batman guy, pop, 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 and it was done. Yep. And so that, that take, that take on, on the suit, the the voice the action um and the fight like that was enough to get me to get me hooked and yeah. interested um a side note that has nothing to do with the movie too um i was really excited because this was the first and so far the only movie that my wife agreed to go with me and watch it in the theaters uh we've been married for almost three years and this is the th- that uh this movie um was the first and so far the only time that we've ever been to the theaters together so that was really cool. Um, some different scenes going through there. I love, I love that uh, 
the the storyline leads more to Batman being kind of like this classic noir detective. Mm. Um, you know, he still has the persona of the Batman um, and everything that we expect and everything we've been talking about. But, you know, he has a partner. He has a secret silent partner. He's working with Jim Gordon. Um, and the way that Jim Gordon talks and the way that they figure out puzzles together, it, it, it still shows that Batman is the superior intellect because he, he knows the riddles. He knows the answers. Um, he's able to find all the clues. But then he still talks to, like, talks to Jim Gordon about him and gives their evidence. He still interrogates prisoners or, or, or yeah interrogates people and criminals with Jim Gordon by his side uh, and even when Jim is not there and uh, he's working with Catwoman you know he's he's doing something paired and partnered together so it really feels like a a detective movie like a classic detective movie um, and I'll always love always love when they give they give uh, Batman that kind of narrative and I just love movies like that altogether too um, I think the Riddler was uh, a really interesting villain uh to put up against against this first year this fledgling batman uh and the the way that they that they made him a villain was very was very simple yeah. uh but also relatable to uh just to modern culture like we look at serial killers as true villains as true bad guys and even though the riddler um he had his pension for riddles he doesn't really do use anything out of the ordinary. You know, he doesn't use these crazy contraptions. He doesn't use giant Jack in the box, um, bombs. He just uses duct tape and blunt force objects and, and collar bombs. And that, and that's it like chloroform and that's it. Um, so again, adding to the more realism of the villain, uh, and also to like the scene, the scene that won this movie for me, was whenever he fires up the Batmobile mm -hmm. and you can just see the fear building in Colin Farrell's like face and, yeah. and the sounds of the engine uh, and the color of the flames. Like it was just, and, and you, you don't even really see, um, see the Batmobile in that just scene. You just, you just kind of see the silhouette and you have to imagine what it's like. And to me, that was, that was what the Batmobile was. It wasn't just this tank that could go across buildings or, 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 or uh, blast up on rooftops it was a real handmade custom vehicle that was only there for batman um and it almost gave me flashbacks to the the 93 version um of the the super long car that he made himself yeah i mean yeah like think about think about like the the jet engine was, and i always love that Batmobile. me too i, I remember watching like I have the entire animated series. Uh -huh. I watched a commentary where they said that like it was too long, but they still kept it that way because they just they they couldn't they didn't want to change the design. No, practically makes no sense, but it's awesome. And it is, and you still see like in the animated series, you see that long vehicle swerve in and out of traffic in in car chases. And I, you don't and, see that and, with the and tank. It's, and it's pretty much exactly like what I mean. Well, of course, it's not like super long, and it's not like it, there's definitely a difference because like the Batmobile from this animated series is kind of like this old like souped up i guess like maybe a ford type of based car something like that yeah but like we see like um robert panson's is more like a muscle car that he's transformed and i really like it yeah i thought the batmobile scene was like one of the best scenes it was chef's kiss it was so I, good it I, was so good that like in, in between times of me watching the movie, I'll go to YouTube and I'll just watch clips of this one scene and I'll be satiated before the next time I watch it. And like, um, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, something I want to talk about is kind of the characters, I suppose. Yes. A little bit yes. Too. Let's jump into the characters. 
I was actually about to say like we <laughs> we need to talk about this cast because we have what four or five different big Batman villains. We start with we see the Riddler at first, but we, then we have Falcone, we have the Penguin, Penguin, we have yep. Catwoman, who's like an anti-hero slash helper of the Batman. We have Riddler. all these people. We have the Riddler. We have uh, kind of Maroni. Maroni's mentioned in there. We have the secrets of Thomas Wayne. Yep. We have all these different storylines with these characters. Want, so Chandler, jump in there for us. But like, I mean. I mean, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Oh, I, yeah, Batman. I, I can't say he's my favorite, and I don't. I, I want to admit one thing is that right now I don't know. I love this movie, but I really don't know if I can say I like him more than The Dark Knight because I haven't watched The Dark Knight in full in a long time. Yeah, we need to. But I kind of feel like that at the very least, if I don't like it more, it's probably equal to yep. it. And like, I mean, Christian Bale's Batman's not my favorite either. I'm. I mean. I can't really say because like I have a bias towards Kevin Conroy's Batman and I can't yes. really, I can't, I can't say I prefer any live action. RIP King. But putting that aside, <laughs> like I really like his Batman, Robert Pattinson's. I really like the younger feel to it. it, it he's more of, he actually feels like he's a younger Batman because I, all the other ones like Michael Keaton, he kind of, I mean, he's all right. And I guess he was still kind of early, but he feels like he's experienced. Christian Bale felt like he was experienced. Ben Affleck was supposed to be an experienced Batman, but like Robert Pattinson's like, they wanted him to be young. They made him feel like he was a young and experienced Batman and he works. He does. He has some, I will admit that some of his dialogues kind of weird and funny because he talks like, I think it's on purpose for his development, but he kind of does talk like a, I don't know. He talks like he's, like he's he's stuck in his mind. Are you talking about Are you talking about Ben Affleck or like or Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. Well, okay, so because, I, I just, sorry. Can I just interrupt for a second to point out some of the the uh, Should I say it here? Let me let me wait. Go ahead. Sorry. Me, this is this will be totally <laughs> off track. So well, I mean, like I, like in the scene with Alfred, like when the, and I think that's the point. It feels like Alfred is a father talking to a teenage son, <laughs> and I guess yep. that's the point. And like it works, but it's like it's very funny. But like, I, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just, I feel like that he is kind of his own Batman. He really does fill the shoes very well. Okay. And like, he does a great job of developing this character and seeing him become more of this more empathetic, more understanding of what Gotham okay. needs. Now, for Catwoman, I actually really like this Catwoman. I, I mean, I, I, for some reason, I never really liked Anne Hathaway's. I, but, and I always really liked Michelle Pfeiffer's and I don't know why. Uh, but like, I mean, I like, I think this Catwoman is very good because I kind of like how she's very, like, she feels more grounded than the other ones. I mean, I, I know she's v much more based on year one than most other Catwomans. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the feeling of like, she's in a more, like, you kind of feel her situation is more desperate in this movie. And you feel like that you understand why she needs Batman's help, why she is like involved in this stuff and you really, and they tie her together much better than I think the previous iterations really did to the story. Considering I kind of felt like they were all kind of separate. I mean, but like, I think they, they, they kind of like, just like how they keep Batman involved and related to basically all the events that happen. They also keep her involved because of how she's related to Falcone, how her mother had trouble with this, how on, how her friend Annika had disappeared because of the mob and like the the Riddler is involved with all this stuff and revealing like who these people are and she wants to find out too. Right. And Falcone is well, I mean, he's not big enough. Penguin, I really like. <laughs> Falcone's pretty big in the movie. I mean, I I, I want to I, I feel like it's just weird to go straight to him. But like That's Penguin, fair, yeah. Penguin, Penguin, Penguin is like 
I feel like I do like Colin Farrell's Penguin. I still think Danny DeVito's better. Okay. Just, just because I kind of feel like he kind of really gives that feel of like a more, because to me, Penguin in the comics was always independent. He never worked for anyone. Uh-huh. And he, he, he often was his own boss. And yeah. I, I'm, I kind of prefer that Penguin. And here he's working for Falcone and that's all right. And I know that they're, they do, they do, I, the movie does try to progress him into becoming independent after Falcone, you know, is murdered. But like, I really do kind of think they did a decent job with him because like, he's not like this insane bird person because like in some versions, he's more of the more mobster, like serious type who cares about money. Okay. He cares about profit and he cares about like, you know, what he's doing and trying to keep himself in power rather than just being very eccentric and very power like, like I would say he's power hungry, but like in the comics, like he's strangely like, like very paranoid, like bird obsessed, like power hungry in some weird way. Like he's, he's desperate to be on top of everyone for some reason. But like in this one, I kind of like how they kept him more grounded and like he saw his opportunities in a way. Gordon. I actually, I really like Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. There's nothing to really say about the Michael King Gordon because he barely did anything. Like no offense to the actor, but he was terrible. <laughs> but okay. like, but like, call him out. Like Gary Oldman, I think is. I mean, I would argue maybe Gary Oldman was still more of a definite Gordon. I, I really think, like personally, I wish there was. I mean, I still think that there could be a better Gordon in the future. But like, I really think Jeffrey Wright did a great job, uh-huh. like capturing this younger Gordon. Yeah. Like I think he like he captured this. Like I think I like the relationship between him and Batman because it kind of. It's definitely what an early Batman would be like. I mean, I like that they skip the, what's the word? Animosity is not the word. Yeah. Between them, because usually like in the Dark Knight and in Bat in the comics, they start out enemies and they don't like each other. And I like that they kind of skip that because it's been two years. Yeah. But they still show that he doesn't trust Batman completely because he's still like, he just, and he feels like that he's kind of crazy for just working with a vigilante and that he's going to lose like his job and everything. But I like that as the story progresses, he understands that like, he's right. Like he's like, he's do like he's, he knows what he's doing to an extent in that he's very helpful. Yeah. And then Gordon also in turn is very helpful to Batman. Right. And they, I, I like the dynamic that they actually feel like partners, like they are in the comics where they actually work together. Cause usually in the previous movies, Gordon is like, we see him working, but he's not working side by side with Batman. But in this one, we actually see him often with Batman with working with him directly. While usually like in the, like in the Nolan movies, he just has kind of a separate plot line with scenes intercut between the Batman ones. And I really kind of like how they did that. Okay. Um, Randy, you have anything to add to what Chandler said? Um, really just commentary because uh, I, I, I'm vibing with everything that you say. Um, I loved Andy Serkis as... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I loved Andy Serkis <laughs> as, as Alfred. Uh, I think that they did, like like his, his portrayal of the character did a really good job of kind of meshing... Uh, meshing the different ident- identities of Alfred that we've seen in, in media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen him as, as a, uh, as just a butler, as just, as just a, a servant, a hired hand. Um, he's the guy who brings, uh, Wayne, his, his coffee every morning. We've seen him, uh, as, as a father figure, uh, with Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen him as just like a, uh, I can't, I, I don't know the guy's name, but like in, in Gotham, in uh, Gotham the egg, yeah. yeah. Uh, we see him as, as, as a mentor trainee, like, yeah bare knuckle brawler kind of guy. And I feel like Andy circus is, is, is a really nice middle point for that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, I love, uh, love what you said about, uh, 
about the actor for Jim Gordon. I think he did great. Colin, Colin Farrell was outstanding as the Penguin. Um, and then uh, Catwoman, two words. You know, Zoe Kravitz. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joshua, you've been quiet. You have been quiet, man. For like 35 minutes. Well, I don't know minutes. much about Batman, well, so I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah. so You're not a Superman fan, are you? No. I'm, okay. He just okay, good. Good, 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 good. Um, you were, are the only one at this table to have seen this movie for the first time last night when Ooh. we watched it. So like just, keep, yeah. I would like to end off this portion of the podcast with your thoughts on it, just the uh, movie as a whole. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I I agree for with um, the other two. You know, it's a very it was a very realistic Batman. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any over the top things. Mm-hmm. Like even I know it's like a couple of years since he started being Batman, but like even in the Batcave, there wasn't anything so much more high tech than you would find yeah. in, you know, like a police precinct or yeah. um, a government building or something but like the, that. The only uh, thing he has that's super high tech is like those weird contacts. Yeah. Like record everything. Yeah. But I mean, but that's but, but, one I mean thing. but still, I mean, that's, I guess yeah. you could almost say that's within yeah, the government, some, some sort of realm of possibility. Government probably has that. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, like yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of just the, the par for the course for Batman movies Yeah, with Christian Bale and other movies. Like you see how he's able to get stuff like this Yeah, and it's just through, um, through like prototypes and yeah, prototypes and insider trading for, uh, and, and secret, uh, research and development, pr- uh, projects in his company, um, versus, uh, versus this one. Like you, you kind of understand that's where he's able to get some, mm-hmm. some of this stuff, but yeah, there's not a lot of stuff out there yeah. that he's using. Yeah. And like you even see him fail at a couple things, mm-hmm. like when he's trying to glide down on that train yeah, or, or car or whatever, he's, and yeah, he like hits the bridge, jumps off over. the police station and his parachute gets caught on the bridge. Yeah. It's like, Oh, in other movies you might see him like successfully yeah. make it on there. But, um, you know, he's, you see him still trying to learn how to mm-hmm. be the Batman. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do love the detective aspect of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love me some detective stories and, yeah. um, and the noir aspect, a big fan of that. And I just, you know, you asked me last night, it's like, what, you know, how do you feel going into it? I was like, I'm hopeful because yeah. I mean, I enjoy Batman movies, but, you know, I'm not overly fond of them. I mean, I'll, I'll watch them, but this one was pretty good. I was, you know, it was, it was pretty good. I would, you yeah. know. All right. Well, with that, uh, we have about 10 minutes left. Okay. And so we're going to jump into, before we do, final thoughts, anything else you guys want to say, want to gush about on this movie real quick before we jump into our, uh, our there's rating. A, there's a lot <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> like this isn't nearly long enough for me to like unload Chandler. I, I promise if you want to, I will, after this recording, we can do one more where I can just let you yeah, gush for just as long gush. as you want. Just I mean, go. Like, I want, I want it. To I won't be, be able to everyone, be there for I want it, it, but to be everyone saying stuff, but like, I mean, I guess my final thoughts on this movie is that it's, it's a good capture of like, like several Batman stories yeah, and yeah. like mostly inexperienced Batman and they understand what it means for him to be human. They understand what it means for him to actually struggle and learn. And they do a great job of actually putting that all together into one formulaic story that actually, you know, really comes together. And it just, it, it really makes you 
understand the character more, I think. And it really makes you feel like that this is a Batman. This is Uh the Batman in a way. Let let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, Did you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. (laughs) Let me ask you this. And you can answer this too, Randy. For someone like Joshua, who is not very big into superheroes and stuff, is this the best place to start with the with Bat- Batman as a whole? Ooh, Arg- I mean, there, it's not That's like it's question. not like you're it's not like you're watching like a second in a movie. I mean, it's right. not like you suddenly but watch. Do we start? Do we should we, was this better than the animated series to start, or should they start with the comics, or should they start with the Arkham oh, games? God. Should they start <laughs> with? Oh, wow, like, are you asking? <laughs> yeah, like and and all personality, like wherever you start is fine. I mean, you can go back because I started. I would say that this is a fine movie to start, but I would recommend that you try to experience the ones before, like you'd watch the dark Knight. Uh-huh. Like technically I started with the Arkham games because I wasn't a huge Batman fan until them. Uh-huh. And then like, well, I also did watch some of the animated series, but like, I would definitely say that for a definite, a really good Batman, I would say the animated series. Okay. But like, I mean, like if you like for movies, this is a fine start. But like, I would recommend you explore other as- facets, faucets, facets, sources of Batman. <laughs> yeah, facets. Yeah. Randy, anything yeah. you want to add? Yeah, to I think this is the first, the first thing, and I really wanted to find something that I disagree with, uh, with you on this, Chandler, because I really feel like we could, with with our love for Batman and our love for this movie, this favorite movie of twenty twenty two. I feel like we could like really get some um, vengeance kind of moments. Well, I thought, um, I thought you were going to say like, I would, something bad. I would to like say. to add. That <laughs> I, I think like, the well, best really Batman hard. is. I think the best Batman is Lego Batman. Oh. Oh, I, actually yeah. I actually haven't seen Lego Batman. Whoa, what? what? Wow. Oh, I played the first two games. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You you got, Lego, you got yeah. to watch. Sequel to the Lego movie, Lego Batman. Will Arnett. Great, great movie. Hilarious. Great movie. And Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah. He does a really good job. Yeah, Zach right, Galifianakis. Yeah. Uh, the Hangover. The ha- yeah, Hangover. Uh, between Two Ferns. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, is he, wait, Zach. Due date. Is he the guy who plays? Is he? No, that's. Ant- Have you seen Due Date? He's Chubby, famous, fuzzy, he's famous red for hair being from high. North Carolina. I don't know. He's famous for being on, high. Have you seen Due Date or do you know of Due Date? No. You don't know of that movie that had uh, Robert, Downey, Robert, Downey, Robert Downey, Jr. Downey Jr. Can you name another actor? <laughs> no, that's the Honestly, no, that, that's the best things that he's known for. Hangover, Between Two Ferns, and Due Date. No, I mean, um, a different He's the person. one that played oh, Joker in Lego, Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. The, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the psychic guy from- What do you mean from Hangover? From, uh, you mean one Dinner of the for Schmucks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Dinner for Schmucks. Hangover? You mean, I mean, the, Bradley Cooper. The Hangover. The Bradley guy. Cooper. Yeah. Is it the third guy or the second guy? That a guy. The okay, f- yeah. oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> we're the sorry, one with Zach. The beard. Sorry, Zach. The one with the beard. Come on. You were a little overweight in that movie. Because you had to be. America is well, overweight, okay? I mean, I'm overweight. So. I mean, the, the thing is, is that like... All of us are when overweight. When it comes to Batman... From the BMI index? Like, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that when it comes to Batman voice actors, like... Listen, you, we, we don't have time. I say that like every podcast. <laughs> we don't have time. We have time for us. But... We need to watch that movie. That we is do. a fantastic well, movie. Well, I, w- I was movie. saying something. What, what was the question I was I was trying to answer? Like, oh no, okay. So like, you this was the first time that you watched it. Is it a good yeah. place to start? I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good place to start. Okay. Um, I think it's a really good movie. And if you didn't know anything about Ma- about Batman, you could watch this and you could walk away thinking that oh yeah, that was a really good movie. But um, 
I feel like the reason that we love it or the reason that I love it is because I've got years. I've got three decades uh-huh. of Batman lore like that I've watched that. So whenever I watch these watch the Batman. Yeah. Batman 2032. Um, there's so much there's so much that I am able to appreciate in. Uh, I can see how different directors have brought the characters to this and I can appreciate it differently than if it was just the first time that I've ever, that I've ever watched it. Um, now where, where your starting point should be. I don't know. Like it's not as cut and dry as star Wars. Mm -hmm. Cause I can tell you like the, the best way to watch the star Wars movies, but with, and and they have different directors, but with Batman, every single director has brought their own take and their own Mm -hmm. twist to it. Um, so really, I think the best place for you to start if you lack animated stuff is to start with the animated series. I would, that's such a good point. That was something, right? Right. That, not, not to like, like make this longer, but like, oh, it's already going. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, I mean, I would say that like it, I guess it depends on what you want. Yeah. Because some people want so, different things starting, but I would say if you want a I definite, want if you want, you want it all, if you want a definite Batman, if you want something that kind of really captures the comics and like, and a really good character. Exactly. Yes. The, the animated, animated series. series, you watch the animated series and, and that gives you kind of a crash course okay. on all of these different villains. And then you can trickle in the live action movies as you yeah. want. So that was uh, thinking about now. That's kind of an unfair question because someone like my sister, right? Like Chandler's sister as well. She hates animated stuff. She hates video games. She hates comics. Mm-hmm. But she went into this movie right. thinking this is an amazing movie. After yeah. it came out thinking this is an amazing movie. So Batman is a weird thing. Because even the comics, Batman is different depending on which era you're going into. Like, exactly. are you going to the very first detective comics? Or are you going into like the new age, new 52? Or are you going into like what it is now? Canon is a problem. So, <laughs> yes, it is. So, but here's what I'm hearing from you guys, and we'll we'll jump into our next section. Is that there wherever you're interested, whether it's video games, whether it's animated series, whether it's comics, whether it's movies, Batman has a place for everybody if you're willing to give it a chance. Exactly. So with that being said, let's jump into our rating for this movie. And since we kind of gushed about it, I don't think we need to really go into details. Just give me your number. We're going to be looking at five different categories as we always do. Story slash character arcs, acting slash battle scenes, setting slash special effects, enjoyability, and then memorability. Are we supposed to add math this? Oh, you're going to have to, we'll have to math it. Well, I wasn't. Get, get, give, me, give me those again. Give me those again. Okay. So we got story right. slash character arcs. Right. Acting slash battle scenes, uh-huh. setting slash special effects, yeah, enjoyability, memorability. Okay, I I jum- jumbled a couple of these together because there's a lot about this Batman movie you really need to take into consideration. So I just kind of combined a couple of these things. Right. Um. So I'll go first. For me, this story is an eight and a half for me. It, uh, it's a great solid Batman movie. I, you guys have gushed about it. You pretty much said everything I need to say. Joshua, eight. I, I it was a pretty good story. I would agree with that. Nine out of ten. Thank you. Okay. Nine out of ten. Okay. Cool. Cool. I gave it an eight. Um, not a not a half. Just an eight. There, as as we were talking, I did remember the. There's two things, uh, for the story and for yeah, the story and the the character arcs that, yeah. um, that gave me that gave me small issue, not anywhere to where I would mess up the enjoyability, <laughs> but um, one there's a there's a tiny little plot hole with the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, we can talk about that later in in the post post podcast yep. um and also too there's a lot there's a line that catwoman says towards the end 
that uh, that gives me a little qualm. Um, again, it doesn't have anything to do with the story, but just one of the things that I look for whenever I'm watching a movie that just kind of doesn't ruin things for me, but it's just like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Okay. So knock two points off for the story slash character arcs, eight. Okay. All right. Um, for a second, for me, uh, acting battle scenes, I'm, oh man, I'm giving a, I'm giving an eight because, um, there's, there's a couple dialogue things that were weird for me that I want to get into in our post discussion, mm-hmm. but, uh, Joshua, I would give it an eight too. Um, I, I would say it's pretty good acting. Um, I think, uh, Robert Pattinson did very good as yeah. a Batman. He's a very moody Bruce. Well, he, he was a very moody vampire for about eight years. <laughs> He's like just playing off that, you know, yeah. but yeah, I'll give it an eight. Okay, Chandler? A nine. All right. Oh, Alrighty. Do I have to explain? Mm-mm. Nope. You don't have to. We, <laughs> no, we, time. We, no time. We've gushed. <laughs> so for the acting for me, the acting and fight scenes, 9.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those battle scenes were good. Those fight scenes were good. They um they flowed really well. They, mm-hmm. They're the one Batman I've seen that reminded me of the Arkham games when you're fighting that flow. Yes. Um. So that... Mm. And eight, I'm going to keep an eight, but maybe we should move to Every that. time you mention the Arkham games, it makes me think of that scene <laughs> that Chandler did in the games where uh, that that cop or whatever falls when he enters the prison. Oh, oh that is. Hooked on a feeling. Go check out our Bros in the Box channel, which is a completely different thing than this piece of film. We'll second look or another the word. It's a wholly different thing. It's our YouTube channel that doesn't have anything to do with this. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. They do a good yeah, job. That's funny. All right. Setting special effects. I'm giving a nine. I thought it was a fantastic setting for Gotham. I thought the spe- I didn't see any anything in special effects I could disagree okay. with. Joshua? Um, I'd give it an eight, too, because, uh, um, like, you you know, you mentioned um, just feeling that grimy. Like, you can, yeah. like, going throughout the city, like, you can feel, like, how it's crime infested and things like that. So, I feel like the setting and whatnot was pretty good. 9.5. All right. Nice. Yeah. Randy? Nice. Perfect Dang. 10. Perfect 10. Ooh. Perfect 10. Dang. All right. For me, um, enjoyability. I'm giving it an eight, and I'm giving it an eight. I will explain this a little bit because uh, it is great to watch in the theater, uh, but we watched it last night with me, Joshua, and Chandler, and we kind of joked a lot throughout it, which kind of threw off we the had tone to po- it, we had to it was going it for. for a while. Yeah, we did have to pause it for a while, which, but that I'm not counting that. But um, was the joke because it was dark? It was like dark. actually dark, like a dark movie. No, no, we well, we had the lights off, so we could see pretty. Well. It, was actually, it was lighter on the DVD than it was on the. Theater. Yeah, it was a little oh, okay. lighter. Okay. Um, I gave it an eight and a half. Nice. That was a pretty good movie. Ten. <laughs> all right. Uh, for enjoyability, yep, ten, ten, all perfect, right. ten. Memorability. I'm giving this one. I'm giving it an eight point five. I think you will be able to point this one out from different Batman, and I think people will start with this movie and say, "I remember that. That is one the best Batman movie because it was the first one they saw." Like my sister, she hadn't seen the other ones yet. Or they will watch this movie at, and see it later and be like, "Man, that that one stood out to me because of this. It is it is a standout Batman movie." Yep. I either gave it an eight or a nine. Nice. Or eight and a half or a nine because of the fact that uh, I think because of the fact that Robert Patton's in it. It's gonna make it more memorable because of the fact that people it's like, Oh, it's okay. the vampire from uh Yeah, you know, uh from Dusk. Uh, a nine. I gave it I gave it a nine, yeah. Um but uh because of the fact that, you know, he played in the Twilight series, right it that sticks in people's heads and so when they go see it, it's like, Oh, it's it's different. He did a good job. Yeah. So So what what's the what's the math? What's the math on all all yours? On our two? 
Oh wait, y'all still y'all still gotta <laughs> got to got to do your memorabilia. Oh, you, wait, no, we, we already did. Yeah, you fit. Yeah, finish memorabilia. Do it. Do I, don't, do? I don't do think you? I said. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think Chandler said. For, you said enjoyability, right? Yeah, enjoyability. That's we're the last doing, one. Is we're it? doing no, memorability. memorability. Oh, memorability. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Chandler, oh, what's like, what the heck is going on? I gave it a nine. Okay. I guess I would say the only reason I didn't give it a ten is because I I kind of feel like that the Dark Knight might be a little bit more memorable, but that's probably because it's older. And more like kind of nostalgic, right? I gave it another ten for memorability. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I, like there's there's just way too many heavy hitter heavy hitting things in this movie. Robert Pattinson, um, his acting uh, breaking away from his previous roles. Zoe Kravitz. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred in his mm. performance. The Batmobile. Um, Colin Farrell in his fat suit. Like all of that. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they still made a toy line out of it and the toys were really cool. Um, so yeah, like okay. perfect Tim all the way around. All right. Uh, so my final score, I gave it an 8.5, um, 85, 8.5 batter rings out of 10. <laughs> Did I say batter rings, batter rings. Batter batter ring, ring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew what you meant though. Um, which it did make an appearance in the movie. It did batter ring. That's like, I, I guess the other title. Anyway, go ahead, Josh. What would but, you uh, say? it came out as an 8.3. So it rounded down to an eight an eight. Okay. Mine was 9.3. Okay, so 9. My final score is 9.5. Okay, so 0.5 plus a... Collectively is... Plus a 9 plus a... You said 9.5? Yeah. 9.3. What was yours? Mine was an 8.5. For my calculations, I got an 8.75 is what Fisa Film gives the Batman. 8.75. 8.75 rounds up to a nine. Perfect is nine. That, I feel, That's a that really good the, movie. Is that one of the highest? That That's, we've, we've had a 10 on here before. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think we've had a 10. Didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, or no, was it Was it me that kept Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas going to a 10? I think so. I think it was close to a nine. Okay. Um, I think we rounded up to a nine. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to go Listeners, back like, yeah. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> tell, Film, tell us. Yeah. Go back and tell us. Film feasters, what did we give these? Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing is like off air. I need to think of a new thing to call these people because film feasters sounds weird. Um, so if you guys want to think of a nickname for the diners, the, the, the diners, the diners, mm. maybe the dinners. All right. <laughs> Supper. So guests. we film did, guests. <laughs> I think you two kind of gave your favorite moment. in The movies already the bat, the bat Batman, car. And yeah. then uh, you talking about the Riddler and the Almeria, right? Like that's probably your favorite moment. Actually, my favorite moment. No, that was just a scene that drew me. Okay. In. What's your favorite moment? My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask this. My, my favorite moment was honestly, I guess my favorite moment was the scene where they, he comes in the elevator and it's really dark. And then like the scene just kind of shifts to them firing their guns and all you see. <laughs> yeah. Is oh just yeah. That was coming towards oh, him. Yeah. And I really liked it. Okay. Joshua, what was your favorite scene? Um, I love the scene where it's the car chase when he's yeah. chasing Penguin uh-huh. and he comes up through the flames yeah. and you see that look of utter terror on <laughs> Penguin's face. He's like, I got you. I got you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, my favorite scene is the, and I'm going to talk about this in the post discussion if we do it, um, where he is in the cop precinct with Gordon and it is the weirdest exchange between them because it feels like a key and pill skit. Yeah. He's, like, he's yeah. like talking. He's like, let me talk to you over here for two minutes. He's like, you punched me in the face and he's like <laughs> make it real good he's like i can't get out of here he's like you punch me in the face he's yeah. like make it look real good he's like 
okay. <laughs> like just like yeah. just a weird dialogue there, but it was hilarious. I loved it, so I'm gonna say that's my favorite scene in this movie. I didn't uh, I didn't do this the first time that I watched it because I was just in shock and awe. But that moment after after your moment, Joshua, when he when he walks up and you can to the car, yeah, yeah. You, when he when he leans down the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. But then I took my brother to see it. And uh, when he got to that scene, I leaned over and I whispered to him and I said, hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> That'd be funny if like Batman reaches down and locks the car door. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. And we'll have an extra podcast out here just in the next day or a couple days or so for you for a bonus discussion between these two nerds and the Batman yep. 2022 yep. until next week when we bring you another movie by the way if you listen to Cyrano you th- you heard me say there will be a guest on this podcast yeah. I cursed I have a, I am cursed you every guest what? they something came up they could not come on it wasn't you Randy there was oh, actually no. spo- someone supposed to be coming on yeah there uh something happened a personal emergency came up they're doing okay but uh, hopefully having them on next week. Fingers crossed, yeah. knocking on wood oh, yeah. and praying to God that everything goes well. Uh, but we will hopefully have my favorite movie from 2022. I want to share with you next week. Until then, thank you for listening and keep feasting and on that fi- on all of that film. And we'll catch you next week for another feast. See you later. Bye. Bye. See you.